Happy Monday. Welcome to episode four of The Break Room. As always, I'm your host, Mike Kagan, and I'm joined by co-host Riley Farrar, Dan Kagan, and Sean Karras. Yo! The boys got a crazy show tonight. Boys, we we going to do this good tonight. We're going to go crazy. We're going to go stupid. The boys, Sean's yes, back. Sir. Sean's back. Big news. Off the active, active. Off the injury report. Active. He's active. He's here. He's in the stew. He's in the stew. Mm. We got a lot of topics to cover today. Uh, some breaking news in the NFL. Some stuff with March Madness. We got to talk about the Champions League and uh, just a couple other things on world soccer and we'll try and get to the nhl and dan can talk his shit about everybody anyway uh let's start with the breaking news that happened today uh actually a few hours ago uh the jets traded sam darnold to carolina for a sixth and a future second and fourth um i don't really know what this means i do know what this means for the jets they're gonna get zach wilson that's set in stone i do i don't know what the panthers are doing I don't know how this affects – I don't think this really changes anything. I don't think this is really changes much. So, like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely jump in here. So, like, I, I just want to say this. What did Teddy Bridgewater do to make these guys so mad? Like, was he the best quarterback last year? No. He's limited in what he can do, but he makes good decisions with the ball. He keeps it safe and, you know – his offense was it was all put together in a year. It's not like you expect this team to click after one year. So I don't I don't really understand like how they just jump off him so fast after paying him that money. But we can talk about it another way. What does Sam Darnold like add to this team? I don't get it. He's proven less than Teddy Bridgewater has in his career. I, he hasn't even played a full season healthy. Yeah. And I know I, I know we can make the narrative of like, oh well. You know, look at Robbie Anderson. He left Adam Gase and went to Joe Brady and he had his best season. Maybe the same thing happens to Darnold. Yeah, okay, maybe. But, like, this kid hasn't played a full season. He hasn't shown really anything. Okay, cool. He ran back and forth against the Bills once and threw it, you know, across his body or whatever. He did some cool highlight real plays, but, like, I don't know. He's turned the ball over too much. He's, he's just never impressed me as a player. So that's what I have to say. So what do you think this has to do with, like, what do you think the ramifications of this trade are? Because, like, obviously New York is going to be taking a quarterback. Yeah, they're taking this is pretty much set in stone, and the quarterback's going to start from day one, right? So we can all assume, we can all actively assume this is Zach Wilson that they're going to draft. But Carolina, if you're not, like, Bill Belichick, why don't you go out there and text Carolina? Because they have two quarterbacks right now. Either text them for Teddy B., or text them for their first-round pick, eighth overall, because you can maybe get a guy there. You know, you could trade up there. They could accumulate more picks. I don't know what they're really trying to do. So it's not, you know, it's worth it to give it a call. Like, I would. If I knew that a team was theoretically out of the race to draft a quarterback at eight within the top ten, I would hit yeah. them up when I need yeah. a quarterback. That's just, you know, that's smart. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater last season, 3,700 yards, 15 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Um, and their GM, Scott Fitterer, just said, we're going to find the right place for him, whether it's here or someplace else. 
um that's pretty obvious <laughs> you know just a whole lot of saying nothing what we'd expect a whole lot of but, he's out yeah, of here <laughs> exactly but what he did as a backup in uh New Orleans when Drew Brees had to miss that time when he went, I believe, 5-0. and Yeah. Because um, he's making $17 million right now. I don't know if he's going to be willing to adjust his contract and be a backup again, especially to somebody like Sam Darnold. That's just kind of crazy. But he's proven that he can be, like, the premier backup in the league. So I'd, personally, I man, think he's going somewhere else. Personally, man, I, I'd take him. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd take him over Cam. I'd take him over Cam. I said this – I didn't think he played – I mean, those stats don't sound good at all, but I really don't think he played that Cam. bad. I really watched him. I don't think he played that bad. And I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's currently better than Cam Newton. So, I would take him if the asking price was low, which it will be. So, like, what could be, like, a fourth or a fifth-round pick for the guy? Like, come on. Yeah. So, it could be not. Who knows, dude? So, I would take him. If it was cheap, I would totally give him a try. I think see if, uh, let's see if the Adam Gase curse is real. Let's see if he comes out of this and, you know, he starts lighting it up. You never know. Could. Could. It's possible. Anything's possible. He could. But I just think his development has been stunning so bad. I guess. I mean, like, he did blow out his knee into, like, a million pieces. So he kind of had to, like, get back from that. No, I mean Darnold. Oh, you're talking about Darnold? Oh, man. Yeah. No. no. Three Darnold. years, three years of just all that BS. Darnold has situation. never impressed. He didn't impress me coming out of college. I thought he was overrated by just the media. Just talk this talk that was just not there about him to just hype him up. And he really isn't all that. I always knew watching him at USC that he wasn't all that. Uh, I didn't really like what I saw on tape. So I didn't, I'm not surprised that he's basically a journeyman at this t- at this stage in his career. Like I don't think he's a long term fit. Yeah, but he had that he had that one game, what? He had that Penn State game, pretty cool, pretty cool. Right. In the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, pretty one cool. Game. It was pretty Tears. cool. One game. Slovis is better than him. But it was pretty cool. Slovis, it was cool. Keaton Slovis is better than him. As a prospect, will that take? Because Slovis is coming out next year. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think so. Okay. Okay. I like Keaton. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, I mean, like, what are these fan- are there fantasy implications? There obviously is. Like, we all know Zach Wilson's now going to be somebody who's drafted because he's going to be starting from day one. We all know that McCaffrey. I don't even know what this does for McCaffrey. I don't think this. Does- I think for all those players, I think their stock goes sideways. I don't think like does- Riley. I gotta ask you this though. I've been thinking okay. about. I know you're gonna yeah. ask about DJ Moore, right? What is th- what does this make you more likely to do? Because we were talking earlier in the uh, in the offseason. We were me and Mike were suggesting you trade him. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be open to say that and say my opinion on that. I think I think he's in the dynasty community, at least on Reddit, super overrated. Uh, people think a little bit too highly of him. Which, but like, look, he's been playing with backup quarterbacks his whole career. Cam Newton was he? Cam Newton had his best year, and DJ Moore broke. Out. Yeah, that was his. Uh, uh, yeah, before he all fell apart. His rookie year, I believe. Yeah, it was. a fumbling issue at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But uh, from that point on, like, I like him, but I don't really know what this does for his stock. I think he just keeps it sideways. Like, yeah, are, that's you, what I was are thinking you still too. inclined to trade him if you get the right offer or what? 
Definitely. When I heard the news, I thought the exact same thing. Because at first I was trying to look for like the, oh, does this damage his stock? Does it raise his stock? Definitely doesn't raise it. Um, but I couldn't find enough of like a reason to say that it really hurts him worse than what it could have been last year. Because obviously Teddy threw for the 3,700 yards, but only resulted in 15 touchdowns. So there's definitely room for that Carolina offense to improve a lot. But it's not going to do that under Sam Darnold. So I'm definitely with the wide receiver room that I have, there's definitely pieces like him and Juju. They're definitely open to be moved because, uh, you know, they're not championship caliber. You're right. I mean, Boo Boo Schuster is a meme. Mm -hmm. And though, yeah, I kind of do agree with Dan, with uh, DJ Moore. Um, I think he's like, He's a he's an A prospect in a overrated situation. People think that the Carolina Panthers are a really good team. DJ Moore is a really talented player who's young, but he's never going to achieve his full potential playing in Carolina. And he's most likely going to be sticking with Carolina for like most of his career. We can reasonably assume this because of the fact that I don't know if they've extended him yet, but they will. And, you know, that's just how it is. He's going to be tied there for a long time and they're going to be going through journeyman quarterbacks a lot. So he's never going to really, you know, hit his potential if he was on the team like, I don't know, the Chiefs or he hit free agency or something. Because teams don't let wide receivers like that hit free agency anymore. It does it's not going to happen. Anymore. It doesn't happen. That's why I'm saying they tie them. They really don't let them hit it. He'll get his fifth year option and then they'll give him a franchise tag. And, you know, it just goes on from there. And he's a first round pick. So he will have a fifth year option and they will franchise tag him after leaving him at least two more years. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's how it is with him. Great player. Really love the player. Don't really love the situation. Uh, he is overrated in the community, I agree. Him and a few other players. But Riley, if you want Todd Gurley for him, let me know. <laughs> now that's Gurley interesting. 26. He's only 26. Chris Herndon, Chris Herndon and the 308. Hear me out. 20, he's only 26. Todd Gurley is 26. Running backs fall off at 28, I swear. I swear. <laughs> I swear. I swear. Yeah, but... Uh, Enough with uh, the NFL because uh, we're just sticking in with time right now. Plus, this is honestly more important right now. Uh, March Madness, we're going on to the national championship game. And Gonzaga beat USA, UCLA at the buzzer. Uh, a crazy shot. Still not the best shot I've ever seen. The Villanova shot is the best shot I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's nothing. I love to think this one is a Villanova shot to win national nah. championship. Was no, like, oh, it's it was because crazy. if it's yo 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 yo, I don't mean to break news. I don't mean to break yo 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 breaking, breaking news. news breaking news. Damn, it's damn not bomb. big. It's not big. But Jeff Gladney, the Vikings corner, just uh, turned himself in. He got arrested on a third degree felony family violence assault charge, and now has a ten k oh. bond. Damn, wow. the Vikings secondary gets even worse or better because he kind of stinks. Bad dudes. Bad dudes. And um, personally, I can say watching that game, that buzzer beater, me and Mike were with our friend in New Hampshire, and uh, they don't, him and uh, his other friend was there, they don't watch college basketball much. Um, but that was just like an insane moment. I wanted everybody around me to see that because he Bro, just. I literally fell. I literally collapsed. I literally, because I wanted UCLA to win, because if UCLA won, <laughs> I would oh, win man. the bracket challenge. I would, because yeah. Mason would be out. I would Baylor would have steamrolled UCLA. Yeah, and I mean, like, UCLA playing Baylor, honestly, UCLA doesn't take bad shots. They were a wagon. They were a straight wagon. They did mm -hmm. not take bad shots, and they made, they were literally jumper gay. They would just pull up on mid-range jumpers and never miss. 
So Gonzaga had a hard game, but that buzzer beater was insane. And he knew it was going in. He knew, again, he didn't call glass, though. Facts, facts. But he probably he called call game. What, what was the Paul Pierce thing? They said, like, you didn't call glass. And he goes, I called game. Yo, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my guy, Paul Pierce. My guy, Paul hey, Pierce. Role model. Role model. He's he living it up right now. He was a wild He's <laughs> living it up. Does he have a wife? So the best I, I part of that, seriously the best part that. Of that was he sent a tweet out during the game last night, and it was just, good morning. <laughs> I, I saw that, Sean. I liked it. I woke up, liked that tweet I immediately. Like, I know what this man's doing. He's a dog. He's chasing the kitty. Thank you, Pop Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a crazy shot. Like, that was literally – they needed to be there. I agree, Dan. They need to be there to see that because that's just, like, what March Madness is. That is the definition of this is March. That's what so, – So, before we move on, the Natty is tonight. Uh, who we take? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Natty's tonight? Yeah. Fellas. You didn't Zaga. know that. Zaga. Yeah, I think I have Baylor winning, but Gonzaga is on a God-given quest, literally, because if you had a game winner and you're go, about to go for the first time undefeated in the season and March Madness since, like, what, the 72, what, Indiana team or whatever? Yeah, it's like Larry Bird's Indiana State or yeah. something like that. Like, again, this team is on a, like a, on a date with history. Like, you can just already see it. So, like, rip, rip Baylor. Probably Jalen Suggs is also QB1. Facts, he was sick, bro. He was getting like offers from Alabama and Clemson. Four stars, player, bro. He could have literally been like, dude, that's crazy. You see that now often now. AJ Brown, people didn't know he was drafted to the M to the MLB. Like, go watch his highlights, bro. He hits bombs. He was an All American. The only two All Americans ever, high school All Americans, football and baseball. The only two ever, Kyler Murray and AJ Brown. A.J. Brown was 17th round draft selection by, like, the Padres or something like that. Bro, he hit dingers. Go watch his highlight tape on Huddle. He hits dingers. Not going to lie. Good for him. I couldn't imagine seeing him in another, like, profession other than football because he just is an absolute monster out on the field. He's unguardable. He's totally unguardable. But anyway, we're talking about basketball, which is true. Now we're going to talk about the Champions League. I mean, yeah, we can go on in the Champions League. Sure, that, that works with me. Do you guys want to start off, obviously, with Dan, Riley? What's your thoughts going into playing? Oh, boy. What's your I'm excited for this in? one. Oh, you a, little, a little 2018 final rematch here. Real Madrid versus Liverpool on Tuesday. Uh, no Sergio Ramos. So uh, that's yep, going to be big. That's going to be big for us. Hopefully, yep. uh, Roberto Firmino doesn't start so we can actually score goals. And uh, <laughs> hopefully Fabinho plays in the midfield because uh, in that Arsenal game, he was he was connecting the dots to that entire team way better than Thiago had been doing all season. Uh, and he plays in that position, we're pretty unstoppable in the attack. So I think without Sergio Ramos, Real Madrid's defense is going to look a little whack. So yeah, who I'm hoping we can pull through. What is I honestly don't know. Militao? What are they going to be doing? Probably Varane and Militao maybe drop Casemiro back there because they have a kind of crowded midfield. Yeah, they could Lots of talent. That. They could do that. That's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, uh, the good analysis. I mean, like, Tiago, though, has his best talent is passing it backwards. You must agree, though. It is. He is a back pass merchant, and he's quite good at it. 
quite good at back passing. We love to see it. Him and Allison have that 100% pass completion percentage. Yo, 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 yo. But Allison's got that mustache now. He's looking like a beast. He's unstoppable. Beast, bro. Oh, man. I wouldn't want to be shooting on him, bro. He's got the mustache. Oh, no. Man City versus Borussia Dortmund as well tomorrow. Oh, so basically Holland is playing his next team because they're just going to buy. Again, Pep Guardiola is such a capper. He says that they have no money to buy a striker. That is cap. They will have either Holland or Harry How does he get away with saying that? Holland or Harry Because he coaches City and nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. Probably. They have no fans. They'll open up another oil well in some country and boom, you have Harry Kane or Erling Holland. Boom, right there. Like, seriously. By the way, like, I don't know if you guys saw on the weekend – but Dortmund lost. They're so bad in the Bundesliga this season. Holland's definitely going to be gone, especially yeah, given the no, uh, the tour their agents going on. He should be. He should be gone. And I've, he, honestly, he's again best, literally one of the best goal scorers I've ever seen. Pure goal scorer. If we're talking a pure goal scorer, I he's the best up and coming one that there is. The best all around playmaker. The skill guy who's going to get a lot of likes is obviously Mbappe in this class. But Holland is just a goal scorer. He is just Left foot a is a goal. missile. Every foot is a missile. He's a goal mm. scorer. He's one of a kind. He has the mentality. He has like a Zlatan mentality. And, you know, it, he's going to be able to do great things, whether it be on City, whether it be on Real Madrid, whether it be on Barcelona, you know, any one of those teams. Whether I hope it's on Real Madrid. Uh, he's a Galactico in my eyes, like straight up. The blonde hair, the white kit. I mean, come on. You yeah. Know, yeah, he he looks nice in a Madrid kid. You can't get better. He's the golden boy. Golden boy, exactly. You can't get better than that. So he's playing Man City, and he's gonna he's gonna bag goals. That that's Man City's gonna beat this team handedly, probably. But he's gonna bag goals, and he's gonna show his individual brilliance against one of the best, if not the best, defense in the world right now. So it's gonna be fun to watch. Wednesday, we got uh, Bayern versus PSG. Sean, Sean, how are we feeling about playing Bayern? Is he here? Sean? <laughs> Sean. Camera appears to be off. So uh, I'm going to speak for Sean and say <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Bayern is, uh, I don't know, they're still the best team in the world, I'd probably say. Reigning Champions League, uh, you know, winners. Personally, I... PSG. I I I don't don't they have not they don't have Lewandowski for the first leg. Oh, they don't. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Oh, they have to start Chupa Moting. That's right. That's tough. That's tough. But Chupo is a Liverpool legend. Mm -hmm. Chupo gone. Does anyone know if Sean's here? I don't know. (laughs) Is he? Uh, He muted himself, so I'm not sure. Is he, is he like for IP or man's shot? Sean is questionable to return. Uh, he's folks. got another, he's got another brain injury. Sean heads to the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's out. So, uh, yes. Now we can talk about Chelsea versus Porto. We have bus FC versus wow. layup matchup here. That's going to be true for, for any of these teams Italy. that drew Porto. Layup matchup for Porto. Let's go. <laughs> Chelsea's going to keep their momentum going. They're going to lose 5-2 after they lost 5-2 to Brom. Brom. Oh, man. Dude. West Brom away isn't for everyone. I hate Brom, dude. I hate Brom. They're the most hated. They're my most hated team in the Prem right now. 
them and Newcastle. Hate both of them. I hate both of them. <laughs> I hate them, bro. And it's so funny to see Tuchel just get whacked by on a red card too, because Tiago. Like Big Sam. Yeah. Like, what would you say? Big oh, Sam. Damn. Yeah, it's insane. It's like it's horrible. It's literally like bone chilling. You, I just want to see them go down. I want to see Newcastle and uh, West Brom go down. I don't think it'll happen, unfortunately. But Sean, I want to talk to you about uh, League One. What's happening? Is PSG going to okay. win it? So basically where we're at right now is Lille control their own destiny. They win out, they win. But, however, they don't have Jonathan David. He got injured in the game against PSG, and he's going to be out for about a month. He has a ligament damage in his ankle. He's their top goal scorer, so that's big. And they have to play Lyon in two weeks. So if Lyon win then that'll bring everyone back to a tie. So, like, these, these seven games are going to be fucking crazy. But they do have Timothy Weah. So, I don't know, man. True. He's kind I'm of – I'm also scared for the Bayern game. We have no Verratti, no Florenzi. We're calling oh, up three COVID. academy players. We're calling Just up three academy players, a 19-year-old and two 16-year-olds to the squad for, two, for Wednesday. I'm scared. Wow. That's worse shape they're gonna than I play, thought you guys they're gonna play. In. They're going to play out on the wings, I bet, because they don't have Lewandowski. They're going to try to go through our fullbacks that don't exist. <laughs> Alfonso Davies coming up the left side is going to be bad. Sane. Yeah, on Kurzawa. Can't wait. Oh. Yeah, but you do, is Neymar back? I think, isn't Neymar back? Yeah, Neymar's playing. So Neymar and Mbappe are going to be running around there, just running riot. That's going to be interesting. Right, but... The problem is it's all we don't have dude, anyone. All can, we don't have anyone that's gonna get them the ball. Verratti's like the main guy in the middle, so we're gonna have to have like Rafinha step up probably. He's not. He's definitely not the worst situation you can have though. No, definitely not the worst. Dude. Like Nicholas Sule, it's all fun and games until Nicholas Sule just like breaks Neymar. Yeah. Potentially. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Holland sweepstakes. What are we thinking about this, boys? I think we already talked about this. You want, you think so? You think we talked enough about it? I mean, yeah, we talked, yeah, I think we talked enough about it. Yeah, but Everton suck. Um, they tied us uh, Crystal Palace today, also known as Piss Palace. They were up one nil going the 70th minute, and Carlo, like he usually does, parked the bus, and it didn't work. Because uh, we had to sub on Gabamon, who didn't uh, play for the last 10 years. No one even knew he existed. And yeah, you tie Crystal Palace. Anyway, Arsenal suck too. Yes, sir. Three-nil splattering by Liverpool all over the walls of the Emirates. Just, dude, just the, the, the fucking disconnect between like the front five was so obvious. Like, Liverpool, there was, like, a 15-minute span in the first half where Arsenal looked decent. And then Liverpool just quickly understood that, hey, if we eliminate their, like, transition play, if we eliminate their overlaps, they won't be able to do anything. Kieran Tierney getting hurt didn't help, and he left the game. They completely eliminated the left side of the field where, you know, we have to sub on fucking Callum Chambers, and he just can't do that shit. Like, he can't go up and down the field 
like a Kieran Tierney and create that link up play and create that overlap that just like connects the front five and the back. And it's, it's tough, man. They like, they got exposed so bad. And the problem is, is I was reading this morning, they're talking to Inter. They want to try and get Hakimi. If we got Hakimi, like, I love that. I'm a big fan of that. 50 million. I don't know if that's true. All I'm going to say is, Inter need money. They're going to have to sell a lot of players. They are bankrupt. They are yeah, they are bankrupt. Lukaku back to Everton? No. <laughs> hmm? No. Max but the problem, the problem I have going back to Arsenal is like, I support – it's like the love-hate relationship with the manager. I support the vision that him and the board have for the team and the players that they're trying to get. They want to get Yves Basuma. They want to get Hakimi. They're trying to get players who can do – certain roles that like enhance our team and i like the build that they're trying to get but i don't think he'll ever be able to execute the vision because he's just such a poor tactical manager you know play dude, club and just get completely outclassed i told you this the other day i told you this, the other, this is how i think about arteta the media okay I, I sent you guys that that post of unai emery and wenger wenger's last like 50 games unai emery's first 51 versus arteta's first 51 and all of them had better stats than Arteta, but Arteta never is not. They're all marginal, though. They're all marginal. It doesn't matter. It's No, it's complete because it changes your spawning table completely. Those wins and draws change everything. You don't. They really- were a Europa League team before that, and they're a Europa League team right now. They're not a Europa not League Not a Europa team. League team right now. That's but not- I mean, the last four years, they have been. I, I get what you mean, but like... Let me, let me keep going. He doesn't get any flack for the media. The media always tries and picks out excuses as to why they lost, including himself including most of the yeah. time, he's trying to find excuses as to why the team lost. And you know who did something somewhat of a similar thing? You know, there, was, there have been managers. Right now, Jose is getting super criticized uh, for the fact that he always puts it on his players and always never puts it on him. But for the fact – look, have you seen Tottenham's defense? Tottenham's defense is one of the worst in the Premier League in terms of actual right. talent and teams and players that he can actually use. Do you, have you seen Davison Sanchez? He is horrible. He is garbage. He is trash. Tottenham, though, Tottenham might be one of the most underperforming teams in the entire Absolutely. Prem. They should Absolutely. they should be a Champions League team. There's no doubt he about it. He should do His he head should be on a silver platter right now. You can't have that when your starting center backs are Davison Sanchez and Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's just that's a joke. That's like, come on. Regulion. Well, it's because they had a. They had Vertongen and Alderweireld who were old, getting older, and they didn't re- they didn't replace them. That was no, the big of problem. course they didn't. Of course not. Like again, we don't have to rant Tottenham. Dan, you hate Tottenham. I think Tottenham. Everyone hates Tottenham. Who, who does? What do we think of Tottenham? Shit. Um, yeah, but last couple of minutes, uh, Dan, you want to talk about the Bruins? Uh, Halak got a positive goal test. Bruins. So that's great because Halak is trash. Hopefully he doesn't have COVID. It was just like a higher risk contact, or whatever. But he's garbage this year. So I would love it if they started Vladar and had Swayman play a couple games and had Halak out for like 10 games. That would be great because Halak is literally a nuisance right now to our team. Every team we play gets like 18 shots on goal and like three or four of them go in and we lose. It's our like defensive is- structure, like the players that we have on defense are not the best. Charlie McAvoy and then it's a bunch of like Mac players like it's just a bunch of Mac like I like Mac like I think he should be getting more time in the power play um Brandon Carlo when he's healthy but doesn't look like he's going to be healthy for much time and then everybody else is just like a scrub just you know just a guy and the defensive structure that they have allows them to 
let up like 18, 22 shots a game. The problem is Yaroslav Halak, what was the score of our last game? 7-5? Like, crazy. He, dude, he lets in softies. He's so bad. He, Ladar, no, he, you know what? And again, we I've played hockey for a decade, and so have you, Dan. Go, he's a goaltender who roots himself to the spot. So all you got to do is make a move on him, and he will fuck up. He will 100% not be able to move with you because he sti- he literally roots himself to a spot and hopes the puck hits him. Those are the best goalies you want to go against because exactly. you can get them out of position with one deke. It's not, it, you, and it's a goal. And that's what everybody does against him because they know he's just going to root himself to the spot and hope the puck hits him in the chest or in the blocker or in the arm. Like he's it's guessing. Been, it's much. been tough for him. He's guessing too much. Vladar is six foot six. Okay. When I tell you most goaltenders in the NHL are like six, six, three, maybe six, four, six, two, six, three. When you're six, six as an NHL goaltender, you are an anomaly. You are a massive human being goal. And when you can see it, when he goes in butterflies, because his shoulders are above the crossbar when he's in butterflies, think about it. Think if you're like a shooter going down on him and he goes in butterfly mode, and he still has the whole net covered up. It's exactly what happens when he plays. It's exactly what it looks like. He hasn't played bad. I don't think so. I, I think he deserves more, more starts than freaking Halak. Absolutely. Without a doubt. There's like no bone in my body that'll be like, yeah, Halak deserves more time. Like you no gotta way. see, you gotta see what you got with the guy. Exactly. And the same with Swayman because they're putting up unreal stats in the AHL. Yeah. Both of them have. Vladar for the last two seasons was one of the best goalies in the AHL and Swayman this season has been one of the better goalies. So, and we watched Swayman personally. I watched him when Bain yeah. played against Quinnipiac. That kid's nice. That kid was like one of the stars of the game. Yeah. But all I got to say is on the third and fourth string goalies, can they keep it together for this busy week? Or are we going to see the same inconsistencies? Is that, what are we thinking, guys? I mean, like, no, I don't think they, how can I think they can keep it together the way, again, they're exactly who I thought they were. Yeah. I told everybody when they were on their winning streak, winning games in the third period and comebacks, that that was totally unsustainable. That is not sustainable, no matter how good your team is. That is something that is totally situationally and luck-based. This is not something you can sustain for a, for a whole season. You can't like, catch the bounce every time. You can't catch the bounce every time, exactly. And what happens? They, don't, they start not catching bounces, and they look like a yo-yo team. They look like they're bouncing between the playoffs and out of the playoffs, and between it and out of it. They're not good anywhere, really, outside of the one line we have, but those one-line players are always mixed apart the lines because of the fact that we have no other scorers or no other playmakers all over the lineup. Like, we are, we, our fourth line is trash. Our third line is trash. Our second line is trash. <laughs> the best players we can rely on is the power play, which is yo-yo-y at best. And we have scattery goaltending and bad injuries. The only reason that we're, you know, where we are today is because the class of the three players I'm talking about is better than anyone else can have in the league. Most teams, unless you have McDavid and Drysaddle yeah. or, you know, Crosby and Crosby and Stamkos Kucherov had no point. Exactly. Like you have Brad Marsh and David Pasternak and Patrice Bergeron all in one team. And they, can, you, they can backpack enough for you to squeak in. And that's, they're exactly who I thought they were. They'd be aggressively mediocre. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that take. That's what I was thinking all year. We'll move on to the next spot. So the Devils are intent on trading 30-year-old right winger Kyle Palmieri. News broke on Sunday that his, uh, from his agent that he will be held out of practice as the Devils await a trade. Palmieri's having a down year following five straight 20-goal seasons. 
does he finally solve the Bruins' problems, or is he going to find himself elsewhere? I'd take him for the right price. Yeah. I'd take him for the right price because we're having so much issue scoring, even on the power play. Like, and he's a guy who primarily scores most of his goals on the power play. So if we can get that even a little bit up because of the fact that it's not as dominant as it was a year or a year prior. Our power play used to be the bread and butter of the team. Once we went on a power play, the other team was guaranteed to get scored on. Almost guaranteed to get scored on. It was honestly unfair at one point to have them, you know, cycling the puck around the zone and having Pasternak take one tease or Bergeron take one tease in the slot. Like it was literally borderline un- unfair. And now it's definitely not that way due to injuries. And, and honestly, again, I don't agree with the front office and what they do. They didn't re-sign Zdeno Chara for 750K or whatever. Yeah, there was a disagreement between ice time and whatnot, but you have to have him retire as Bruin. That's just the thing. It's 750K. Why the fuck aren't you doing that? You can see his presence felt in the locker room today. Yes, Bergeron's a great leader, but when you lose like 5-0 to the Rangers, you need someone to really go in there and, and you know, rile up the boys and be a leader and i'm not saying patrice bergeron isn't but chara was the leader in that team for a decade so you're missing it's like the patriots missing tom brady you know you're missing your core guy you're missing your leader the the guy who like instilled the whole entire campaign the entire like symbolic thing of being a bruin instill that into everybody you just don't have it and the guys you're relying upon are anders bjork and Vakaheiden and Zaboral. Vakaheiden hasn't been in the lineup for like Zaboral. You're relying on guys that just like you're now relying on a Khan and a bunch of guys who are completely unproven, and you need them to perform right away, and they can't because they're unproven players. They're not, you know, first round highly touted players. We have like our pipeline system has been pretty bad, considering we could have. Uh, Thomas Shabbat, Matt Barzal, and uh, Matt Barzal again. Those are three all stars I just named. It's tough to talk about. Yeah, you know, it really is. If they get Kyle Primary, okay, good for them. I hope they do it for the right price. If they pay up like a first round pick and trade away like DeBrusque, uh, which they easily could do because they're stupid, and DeBrusque isn't good, but if you give a first round pick for Kyle Palmieri, you might as well. You should be fighting on the spot. Yeah. He's 30 years old and a down year. If you're giving up a first round pick for a guy who's probably not going to work and is a half a year rental, you're, you should be fired at the spot. You should be burned at the stake for doing yeah. And that's he something. would be, and he would be because he yeah, deserves yeah, he's it. He's made some egregious moves. He's the guy who traded a first round pick for Rick Nash. Okay, like, come on, he, come on. He's made some egregious moves. Or right, moving on, moving on. Last Canucks, the last segment. So yeah, I'll I'll skip the Canucks. They got a COVID outbreak. There's not really much to talk about. I want to recap the worst free agent signing in recent memory. How the Sabers signing former Taylor, former MVP Taylor Hall failed miserably. And where do we think is the best fit for the five-time All-Star? Because it's pretty obvious that he's going to get traded. Uh, so I you take him in Boston? I think the best place for him to be, honestly, like I'd love him in Boston, but he should just suffer in purgatory in the on the on the uh, Sabers. I think he should just stick with the Sabers and just continue to uh, ruin and rot his career because he's an idiot for not coming to the Bruins in the first place, and him having a horrible season is hilarious. So, you know. Times where betting on yourself and going to the Sabres don't work. Um, yeah. I think just because um, the Hurricanes find themselves in a very close race in the Central Division with the Panthers and the Lightning, uh, they could use some left-wing help. I feel like that could put them over the edge. In that would be huge for them. 
No cap, like the, putting uh, him in the top six with them, and they have a breakout right now with Nate Chas. Like, I think the Bruins should go after nice. Jay Axelson. What thanks, Mike. Jay Axelson. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to our show today. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, break room episode four over. Do you guys have fun? Any last words? We got about a couple more minutes, maybe like a minute. If anybody's got any last things to say. Um, uh, shout out, shout out Aaron Rodgers. Did a great job on Jeopardy today. Hope to see him continue to do well. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I hope to see him be the actual after his career is done. He's the future host of Jeopardy. That's what I hope. Jingle um, me, Baba. Thank you, Dan. Um, well, thank you guys. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday, and uh, we hope you have a great rest of your uh, work week. Uh, cheers, and uh, see you guys next Monday. Yes, yeah, sir.